1: everybody. Welcome back to the Red X podcast. My name is Haley Johnson. I'm going to be your host today. We have a very special guest. We have Nicole Espinosa here with us. Hi, Nicole. Hey, Haley. Good to have you back. For those that have not seen you before, could you just give us a little brief introduction into who you are?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So happy to be back. Active Red X user and um, love y'all's show and the product that you guys provide. Um, so Nicole Spinoza with the Short Sale Queen, uh, we specialize in, wait for it, short sales um, all over the country. Uh, we are currently in 14 markets and really, we I say short sales, but really just distressed sellers and helping people that are in a financial hardship and creating solutions that normally a, a, a traditional real estate agent wouldn't know how to when someone's in foreclosure
1: beautiful. Yeah, well, I think then what we're talking about today is is market stuff, like what's going on with the market, market correction, things like that. And since you work in short yeah. sales, I'm sure You know all about that. So um, I want to get into that. But before we do, I just want to say for everyone that is watching live, um, if you ever have any questions for Nicole throughout the next 30 minutes, please chat them in wherever you're watching, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff. um, And we'll try to get those answered. Also, feel free to subscribe to our channel so that you're notified every time that we go live. And um, also subscribe to our podcast list. That's at the redx.com forward slash podcasts put your email in there. Um, now that that's all over with, let's get into the good stuff. Um, so I want to talk, Nicole, about obviously the buzzwords right now are market crash and recession and all of this, the the wow. housing bubble, everything. Um, because for the past couple of years, we've been living in a crazy hot market, hot seller's market. The be- the craziest I've seen um since right two thousand and eight really it's it's been kind of crazy and now interest rates are going up so so let's talk about that let's talk about like um is a market crash coming is this just a correction let's kind of start there
0: yeah so I think there's a lot of indications of well first of all we're the market's already correcting so let's just say that yes. I, I don't think the market's gonna crash I think that Um, It's a really uh, clickbaity and cool thing to say on YouTube, right? Or like on, you know, their articles to kind of scare people. But ultimately, the market you know, what's going on now, you can't compare it to 2008 of what you were just Mm -hmm. saying. Like we have a completely different type of borrower. We have a completely different lending guideline. Like there's so many different factors where there's not subprime loans that are hitting the market where anybody with the pulse can get, can get a mortgage. So there's just so many different variables than what happened last time. But the things that are affecting the market now, and what we're seeing is less demand right? So we're seeing it correct because we're seeing listings now actually last on the market. We're seeing right. buyers pull back because their purchase power is not there anymore because that same $300,000 house that they were able to purchase six months ago, they no longer can afford it. Because when you have an interest rate that increases that much, I mean, think about it. Think about how, you know, spoiled we've been in the last couple of years where we had two and a half, three 3% interest rates so when you raise it to five and a quarter, 6%, like that is a huge difference of the same same house. And you couple that with prices that are increasing. I mean, you're taking out so many people that can afford Um, You know, a a house. So we do have a lot of, you know, hedge funds. We have a lot of people that are buying, but as we see more inventory and we see less demand, that's when we start seeing people having to price their house for less. And we've had so many people that have been spoiled by this market, especially new agents. Like this always happens the market's hot. So everybody gets licensed. They're like, oh, I can. Do this thing called real estate and then they're like, oh, reality check. We do a lot more than just sticking a house on the market. Right.
1: <laughs> right. So, well, I think that's saying that. Yeah. I think that's like I mean, especially like you just said, agents getting in the past couple of years, uh, getting so many offers on their listing. So they don't even have to like, really, you don't even have to take professional photos. You don't have to like stage it it that well. You don't even have to do an open house and you're getting way over asking and things like that. And so now with, with these interest rates, I mean, I've even seen it here in the Utah market, like the cheapest house that you could find that is like pretty decent, right? For a first time home buyer or whatever, is like. $300,000, $400,000. And people now like, I I bought a house in October, just barely. And it's my first first house. And I got a 2.75 interest rate. Amazing. But if I had waited, like six more months, my uh, mortgage would be over, it'd be like $1,300 more than it is. So kind of crazy how, how quick it all happened. But um, like, like you've said, like, We kind of knew something had to happen, right? Like, like, yeah, things could not have kept going the way that they were, right?
0: Well, it's not sustainable. I mean, guy, like, listen, what comes up must come down, right? And the only thing that we need to make sure as professionals is that we're adapting as things mm-hmm. change, right? Mm-hmm. That we're making sure that we know how to provide solutions so that we can become valuable to the marketplace. We can can become valuable to people that need us. And what a lot of realtors kind of do is stick, stick their head in the sand and they're like, no, the market is great. No, 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 the market is amazing. It's like, okay, great, awesome. You're gonna be unemployed in six months because you're clueless. Right. Like, And the other thing that happens and, and kind of what I've been talking about is we are also in a place right now where as things start to shift, you can't price the same way. So you can no longer base it off houses that have sold. You have to look at what's active and what's in real time, what the, what the now the market will demand. Um, just last week, I saw a listing um, here locally and it said motivated seller. It's been on the market for 34 days. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're bringing back motivated seller in, in, in the language. This is crazy because wow. it's in Plano. It's, it's in a desirable area that like you said, six, seven months ago, people would have even been able to list it. They probably would have already sold it. So that seller, that listing agent should have that conversation with that um, seller because now it just looks terrible, right? Like the worst thing you could do is put motivated seller because now you're going to get all these low ball offers and the longer it stays in the market, the less desirable it is. So it's, we're seeing a lot of that and, and it's important that we understand that so we can price the properties correctly and set the client's expectations. Um, because even if you do have prices that go down, you still have buyers that really can't afford it because our income's not increasing. Well, not us, but buyers' income cannot, is not going to increase even though the prices and interest rates are. Mm-hmm. So but at least we're seeing a lot of that right now. Yeah.
1: Well, and I want to talk about something. So someone just commented and said, oh, nice job insulting realtors. So I want to talk about this because what we're talking about is how easy it was to, to sell a house in the past couple of years. Not because, I mean, not all realtors, right, are 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 not not putting in the effort and things like that. We're just saying, because all of these offers are coming in, it's like, oh, it's it's it was pretty easy. Um, and so I want to talk about that
0: a little bit of like, we're not, we're not insulting are It's not realtors. an insult. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're taking it that way, then maybe we should reevaluate like how you're running your business. But let's be real, 1% of the realtors do most of the transactions. And the people we're talking about are the people that have come in. They don't take professional photos. They don't Understand what it takes to sell the property, and they don't even know their own value. So that's why they're taking discounts on listings, and mm-hmm. you know they're going to go out the door as quick as they as they got in. That's who we're talking about. I mean, and yeah. that's just what it is. That's that's the industry that we're in. And as things progress, the standard has to progress, right? And yeah. um, they don't teach you in real estate school how to sell a home. They teach mm-hmm. you how not to get sued, right? Mm-hmm. So all of these things you have to learn. Like you have to self educate, be in the right company, you know, mentorship, all of that. I mean, it's super important as an agent.
1: Yeah. And I think, and a lot of people are knowledgeable about the market. So I think like People that are staying and listening to this podcast who are trying to learn more about like what's going on in the market and how they can speak to their clients about this stuff, because that's what homeowners want to know. They want to know what's going on in the market, especially like right now, if they have to sell, then they need to know what's going on with interest rates because they might want to be uh, see what their buying power is and and things like that. So. So the more that, you know, is, is the better, obviously we're just talking about those people that maybe got into the business, maybe a little naively thinking that this is how it always is, which it's not right. Market markets shift and markets change. And, and that's kind of what we talk about. Like on this podcast, we talk about in other things is how to create a business that is not dependent on market conditions because that is so, it, it's so important because if you were, if your business was just going up and down with the market, that's no way to run a business. It's no way to provide oh, for your family. Yeah, it's not sustainable. So um, I want to talk a little bit about that, about adapting to the market and, and creating a business that's not dependent on those market conditions. So let's go there a little bit. What would you yeah, say? So I- yeah, go ahead.
0: I'm sorry. No, you can so <laughs> a real- as a realtor, um, I think there's a little bit of a lag, so I apologize. but no. um as a realtor, if you want a business that is sustainable, that is an actual business because you know the reality is if you do not have closings, if you do not have clients, you're unemployed, right? We can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have consistent business coming in and consistent business closing, um the reality you know you're not going to be able to stay in in this business, which is why most realtors, the first year get out because they can't afford to keep going. And Mm -hmm. so in order to build that, you need to specialize, you need to figure out how can you add value by providing a solution to something to a seller or to a buyer. So for example, it doesn't have to be a niche like short sales. It can be, Hey, I'm an expert when it comes to down payment assistance and being creative, working with certain lenders so that you can, um, you know, be able to get more money out of this or working with veterans and helping them relocate and, and really becoming a full service um, mm-hmm. to take that stress off of them. I mean, it literally could be anything, but it's something that it that makes you stand out where you're not just a real estate agent. And where most realtors fail, especially with their marketing and branding, is that they say things like, and you're gonna notice this now I said it, because when you look on social media, you're gonna see. I'm, I'm a real estate agent or realtor, buy, sell, lease with me or commercial or whatever. And all you're doing is telling the public, you have a license. There's nothing special about you and they're not gonna think about you when they have a problem. And the reason why you know we've been able to do so well in any market, in a great market, in a crappy market, it doesn't matter, is because we've been able to stick out and say, hey, a brand association, if somebody is distressed, call the short sale queen. If somebody needs help, when they're in foreclosure or they need help creatively to figure out how to get a deal done, call Nicole. She's the short sale queen. And I've been able to brand by being able to be a resource for the community and, and be consistent for the last 13 years. And it's not hard guys, like, you know, not, not to add insult to injury to offend more people, but like the bar is very low. The bar is very low of people being consistent of people doing what they say they're going to do. And if you can do that, if you can consistently brand something for a long period of time, you're going to be able to stay in front of the people in your sphere of influence and people are going to take you seriously. You're not just going to be another realtor because now you're providing a solution to someone's problem. You don't need to be an expert to be able to do that. You just need to be able to brand yourself and, and provide those solutions so they know to call you when they have that problem.
1: I love that. I think that's important. Jesse just said, anyone, literally anyone can get a license, need to provide value experience, uh, advice, guidance. So true because, I mean, I think what's the statistic of people that fail in their first like five years? It's like 87% or something. It's
0: it's crazy. (laughs) The majority. The majority. Right. Because the bar is low getting in.
1: Yeah. 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 And so because it's so low, anyone can do it. And then they get in and then they're like, oh, okay. I- what do I do now? But maybe not in the past couple of years because they've like, okay, yeah, I'm a real estate agent. Let me sell your house. And they can get their sphere of influence and, and kind of build a business that way. But like you said, in order to stay and have a sustainable business, you have to build a brand. So where would you start? Would you start like on social media? Do you start with like, maybe, maybe how did you start? Things like that.
0: Yeah. So if I was to start all over again, like today, right now, I just got my license. I would figure out what my passion is or I would know what my passion is. Right. And I would figure yeah. out how to align that passion with my business. So if I was involved and I always tell new realtors, this, that if you're involved in a group, if you're involved in a community, if like easy example would be, if you are a veteran, um, how do you get, if you're already plugged into an association or something, like how can you specialize because only you know what their problems are, right? Maybe it's, Hey, Um, you know, the relocation is really difficult when you are trying to relocate as a veteran with their families or whatever, and and make those relationships. But I would leverage my relationships over buying leads over anything, because those are the most powerful referrals. Um, Just for the audience that doesn't know me, guys, we're a hundred percent referral. So our entire business is built off relationships. So if I had to go all over again, I would not waste money on Zillow leads. I would not waste my time buying leads. I would chase relationships. I would get into as many communities or something that I'm already involved in and capitalize on that and provide value. Same to that comment that just said, like, how can you provide value? You know, the other thing too, as a new agent, it's very easy to be insecure because you don't have a lot of experience. So go get some experience, join a team, partner up there. Like that is the experience is the best teacher. So if you can learn from somebody, um, don't be so short-sighted and saying, I'm not going to give you my split. No, say, thank you that you're, that you're willing to teach me because mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to have to learn on your own. You may not get the opportunity. And if you do, you're going to spend a lot of time and money and you might put that seller or buyer in a worse you know position. I personally think, you know, every realtor should, be an apprentice at some point, And that should be required because that's going to teach you more about the process. And trust me, if I could go back, I wish I could have learned from someone to streamline my education. I would be 10 times further than I am now, but I'm stubborn. And I, did, I was ignorant and I just had to go get deals. So that's yeah. how I learned. And especially with my niche, with short deals, nobody understands it. So I had to figure all of that out on my own. And now we have mentorship. We wrote the book on it, you know, and that's why we're so passionate about education because it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to learn and, and it's defeating and it's exhausting. And, and really, you know, if you're willing to put in the work, like there's so many opportunities.
1: Mm. I like this. I think it's really, I love it. Like when you get into the business, find a mentor, is kind of what I'm hearing from you and, and find someone who's going to help you and to get, get the ropes. I think it's human nature to want some, not want someone to tell you what to do and how to do it and things like that. Right. Um, but it will expedite your, you, the, the learning curve, right. Like It'll, it'll make it a little bit smaller and you can, you can go and and do business quicker and you'll be a lot more successful quicker. It's kind of what I uh, picked up from that. So I like that also, um, relationships and how important that is in real estate. Real estate is relationships. And that is the more relationships that you can have, the better you'll be in the business. And that's why we always say like when, when people prospect geo leads, for example, that, that is like the perfect tool Mm -hmm. to go and build new relationships in your neighborhood. You can go and create a boundary over a neighborhood get all the leads for them. And then all you have to do is call and be like, hey, how can I help you? And, um, and and that's how you become, one, the neighborhood expert. You can go and tell people about the market, bring market reports or market information and, and talk to people about that way and just build relationships. Because I think even people that like move and are starting in a brand new area where they don't have a huge sphere of influence in the area, um, that that's a great way to start building relationships. I think that is one of the best strategies is just is to focus on that. So I like
0: that. I love even what you just said, if no one else picked up on it, that in all of those examples, you didn't once ask for business In all mm-hmm. of those examples, you didn't once say, Hey guys, go knock on the door and tell them you're a realtor. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't. You said lead with, you said lead with value, go give them market updates, go ask them what they need go talk to them and see how, what problems that you can fix. Can you send them referrals? Hey, do you need a handyman or whatever? And most people are not willing to invest that way with their time and, and lead with value first. They want to ask for business, but that's not how it works. Like you can't just sit here and say, Hey, I'm a realtor. Let me know with your referrals. No, you have to, it's the, um, you know, exchange, right? Like I'm going to help you. And in return, you're going to come back to me because you know, I'm going to be your person, your go-to person. And that's truly how I built my brand. I never asked for a referral. My entire career in 13 years, and I get over hundred a month. Like I never asked for a referral. I was just that person that they knew that I, I there was no agenda. I've always had an abundant mindset. Money has always come. Even if it wasn't immediate, it always came. That person I met 15 years ago when, you know, before I got in, I helped them and now they're giving me all these leads, you know, th- that's how it works. Right.
1: Do you, what, do you have any sort of like follow-up sequence with your sphere of influence or, or your relationships or like, what, what does that look like for you?
0: Yeah. So not anymore because we're, we the brand is so big, right. but when I was building it, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I would just check in. Remember the goal is to get your phone to ring, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's not ringing, then you need to lock yourself in your office and figure out who you need to talk to, to get it to ring. And so the, the months that, you know, it was really slow, I would just start calling, Hey, how's it going? I haven't heard from you in a while. How's business? people love talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So business like this, well, is there anything I can help with? And then I started going to their office and training them like, Hey, this is how you talk to these homeowners. Um, I work with a lot of investors that do direct marketing. So instead of competing with them, I collaborate, Hey, let me teach you how to have better conversations. And in return, you're going to send me better leads mm-hmm. because now these distressed sellers um, you'll know how to get them, build rapport, and get them on board, and you're going to send them over to me. So that's what I would do. I mean, as far as follow up, and then I have you know a database that we do drips. Um, our CRM that we use is Infusionsoft, which is Keep, and it's set up that when someone comes to the website, they'll get an email, and you know. So that's super important too, because if you can't, you know, in the beginning, do it manually. Use your Google Calendar. Like that's what I did before I, you know. Could, could hire someone to build out a system. It's not hard. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of real estate agents get caught up in the website and the business cards and the pretty headshot. Like, no, get on the phones, like mm. go talk to people, get out <laughs> of your office and go talk to people, get off social media, because that's, that's where you're going to build those relationships. I like it.
1: I, I think that's easy to to kind of get caught up in the shiny things of real estate and the the things that might cost a lot of money and stuff. But the thing is, is like building a relationship is free. Like going out and knocking on a door and asking somebody how you can help them or provide value in ever whatever way you do is is completely free. And that is what's gonna build your business, which is kind of crazy, right? 100%. That that is the most simple. Like we're talking about basics here. And that is what builds your business especially with with questions about the market and things of going up and down and what and what's going to happen in the future is this is how you build consistency in your business and how you'll have consistent listings you'll you'll never have to wonder where your next commission checks coming from because you're building a, your business off of relationships right
0: it blows my mind to your point it blows my mind the agents that won't take in the beginning that mm-hmm. won't take leases, that won't take whatever i'm like why Those are literally free relationships that you now get the experience of just going through a transaction and then you can get to, get to know them. Guess what? They're going to turn into buyers. Guess what? They know they have family members. They have people that they know. And if you do an amazing job, you could get so many referrals. Like don't, don't get so caught up in the 3% of whatever, like don't get caught up in that in the beginning, go do transactions, like go help people because Again, experience will be the best education that you'll ever have. And Mm -hmm. you never know who you're working with. You never know if you go the extra mile and you do right by people, how many times that's going to come back tenfold. So think that way. Think think of abundance instead of this limited mindset that a lot of realtors have where they're like, oh, I I don't, they already have that commission check. No, forget all of that because you're trying to build an actual business, not per transaction.
1: Mm, I like that focusing on the right things. I think that's awesome. Um, And so, and what it sounds like as well is building relationships and stuff. It kind of makes what's happening in the market irrelevant in a way, you know, like it's not, I mean, the market's important because you want to tell homeowners like what's happening with the market and things like that. But no matter what happens, like tomorrow, even if there was a market crash, which not saying that there will be or anything, I'm just saying if there was, right, like you would have the relationships that I mean, people are always going to need to buy and sell. That's that's what's great about real estate. It's always. always going to be a thing. And so um, this way, you don't have to depend on whether it's like super easy to buy a house or not, because you are bringing value and you are being a good real estate agent that, that people are going to want to hire you.
0: 100%. And the more relationships you know, the more relationships you can leverage to be able to connect people because right. that's all it is right being valuable and saying hey I know this person that can help you like I'll give you an example I was at um, I was training one of my agents and we went to a listing appointment I was kind of like walking her through how I do it and all of that and I literally told the seller because the, the biggest stress point for her is where is she gonna go right which I'm sure a lot of people get yeah. that objection like I need to sell because the house is too big or whatever but I have no idea where to go I don't even know what, what movers to hire or whatever and I told her I said hey you don't have to worry about any of that. We have movers that will move you. We'll help relocate you. And it's a full service. So we're going to help you find a new place. And she immediately was like, let's go. Where do I sign? Right. But it's because we know all of these people and we have all of this set up that it's no big deal. It's one phone call. So yeah. that's the other thing too, is that the more relationships you have, the more you can leverage to be able to help add value to this company or this company and sending referrals back and forth. I mean, that that's all it is. Yeah.
1: I think, uh, we just got a question, which you kind of were talking to, and I, I want to address this. So how do you create value? Right. So, so something that you just mentioned is going above and beyond something that is not necessarily required of a real estate agent, right? You don't have to help this person relocate. That's not technically your job, but because it's not, you're able to add that as a service. And like you said, she was so grateful and was able like so much stress, was lifted off her shoulders because you were willing to add that value. So I'll let you also answer this question of, of how do you create value?
0: Yeah. So that was a great example. I mean, what is their problem, right? Like we have another one that's in probate right now that my agent came to me and said, you know, how do, how do we get this lady on board? And I'm like, okay, well, she's got all this junk in the house. We have an estate sale company we work with, call them, set it up, We'll take care of the estate sale. We'll make sure we'll coordinate the whole thing. Our transaction coordinator is going to end up being the one, you know, doing it. We'll, Mm -hmm. we'll coordinate everything. She's so overwhelmed because she, you know, her mother passed away and she just doesn't know where to even start. She doesn't want to deal with it at all. And the house is in foreclosure. So she she has equity. She could actually get something from it. But the, the idea of it, of, of the emotion of it is so overwhelming. She'd rather make nothing. And so. I just made it simple. Right. I broke it down to where now the biggest problem in her mind that like was crippling her from making a decision is lifted. And now she's like, oh, okay, take care of it. And it's a Mm -hmm. no brainer. She had six other agents that she had already met with six other agents. And we were like, we'll do this. We'll do this done. And she's like, here, I just signed it. I mean, something as simple as that to where you know, creating value means solving their problems. Like, I'm going to say this again, if you can figure out how to solve problems, because that's all real estate is, you will be so valuable mm-hmm. and you will make so much money and you will help so many people.
1: I love it. Just that simple question that you started with is what is their problem is that's pretty mm-hmm. simple. And then you go from there, be a human, be of service, be a, be a good agent. And, and there's a yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Well, we are running out of time here, but I just want to give you last word, last thing. If there's anything else that agents need to be looking out for that, uh, final words, things like that.
0: Yeah. So, um, I think that in the next six months to a year, we're going to have a completely different market. I yeah. think it's going to look completely different, um, with the amount of foreclosures that are coming. I mean, we've got uh, 46% that it increased last month, the month before, 34%. So they're they're starting to really affect a lot of the markets as far as inventory mm. plus inventory increasing, period. So I think that now is the time to really learn what that looks like for homeowners and like again, how do you provide solutions to help them? Um, if you guys want to learn about my niche, about pre-foreclosures and short sales, you know, head to shortsellqueentv.com and it's our YouTube channel and we put a bunch of free education out there. Um, so that's a great place to start uh, if you want to learn, you know, that specific niche.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Also your, your YouTube channel has been really valuable. I, I've watched some of your videos as well, so they can just search short, short sale queen on YouTube, right? For, for any Yeah,
0: of short sale queen, or just go to short sale queen TV and it'll take you right there. Perfect.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. This has been an awesome 30 minutes. We had a lot of engagement. People are, I mean, obviously this is a hot topic. So so thank you so yeah. much for for helping um, agents and, and to um, help them learn how to bring value in their business. So this has been awesome for everybody that is watching. Thanks so much for coming live and, and leaving comments. It's really great to see uh, people just put in their comments and what they're thinking and, and stuff like that. Even people that like call us out. We love it. We love to talk uh, and, and help agents as much as we can. Um, so that's, I think, I think that's it for that, but we are here again next Thursday, 1 PM mountain time. That's three thirty Eastern. And we'll see you guys then.